The biggest season of Kevin Keats' tenure in Raleigh is now underway, and they're starting at 1-0. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Happy Tuesday. Victory Tuesday for men's college basketball. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. Men's basketball opens up the 2023-2024 season with a home opener victory over the Citadel by a score of 72-59. to I was in the house on Monday night. I thought it was a solid win from what I saw. We'll get into more of these specifics here in just a moment here, but Kenton, we'll open with your just initial thoughts. What did you see that impressed you the most out of this victory? I saw a lot of contributors. You know, last year there were times where if it wasn't, DJ Burns, if it wasn't Terquavion Smith, if it wasn't Jarkel Joyner, they just weren't getting it done. That nothing was happening. Nothing was rolling. And lo and behold, lo and behold, this year you have a plethora of guys getting involved. And not only that, you have a plethora of guys meaningfully getting involved, right? Not just garbage time points. I mean, guys, while the game matters, doing some things. Of course, you're a little concerned about what our guard play looked like because while we are excited to have maybe more spread on our scoring than we had last year in terms of like everything coming from three guys you still want to see your guards play a little bit better than what we had offensively but all in all a win is a win and plus I think the final score is probably a lot closer uh than what the game would actually tell you I think you know garbage time happened the Citadel clawed back into it a couple buckets here a couple buckets there anyway but Michael O'Connell what a delight because he was probably the best player on the floor for NC State. And based on all the takes I was reading after the exhibition game the other night, I'm not sure how many people would have correctly predicted that one. So it went from uh, some hot takes to some Shaq memes saying that they are not familiar with his game on Monday evening. But Michael O'Connell, man, demonstrated a lot of solid vision. You know, he had seven assists in this game. And a lot of them were very solid passes for a couple buckets. When you get a Michael O'Connell that can light it up from deep, he had four or five from three. Mm -hmm. He could be a real contributor to this basketball team this year. And, you know, we talked about him previously in the need for him to be a distributor. If he can give you some offense as well, we could actually have something here. He finished with 14 points and seven assists. In addition to some solid defense, I saw had a couple big time hustle plays to, you know, pry the ball loose and get the ball going back the other way. So shout out to Michael O'Connell. You know, first game here under his belt in the Wolfpack uniform. Very impressed with what I saw. On top of the seven assists from O'Connell, do you know how many turnovers he had? Zero. None. Not one. Ladies and gentlemen, we may have found our distributor. We may have found our point guard. Because to be quite honest, DJ Horn, brother, we got some things we need to figure out now. You know, it's only game one. So I'm not panicking, not saying, hey, Keats needs to make a lineup change right away. 
but DJ Horn has to be better than he was tonight. Of course, DJ Burns picked up exactly where he left off last year. What yeah. a special player. What an absolute special player to have here at NC State. He began six for his first six. He finished eight of 11 for 16 points, led us in scoring. Several times he went skipping back down the court after a bucket. There's just no one that has more fun than DJ Burns on this basketball team. He is your favorite player's favorite player, and we are certainly happy that he is ours. Mo Diara, I was very pleased with what I saw from Mo Diara as well, and I think the conversation surrounding a ceiling for Mo Diara is very interesting because he, he's a freak athlete and he had 14 boards tonight. I'd like to see that more evenly distributed amongst everyone else. But if Mo Diara yeah. can get in there and get you 14 of those things, he can be a dynamic player for this team as well. The only thing I'll say about Mo, I would like to see probably less shots from the perimeter from him. He had, I mean, he hit two of them. He was two of six. And I, while I think it's nice that he showed that he can give you that. It is maybe a part of his game. I don't think that should be the main feature. And he can get a lot of his work done in the paint. He did a little bit of that as well, but he can knock it down from outside. I don't need six attempts from ODR from the outside. You know, where's the Frank Ocean? Crabbed in sometime. Now I'm your whole life. That should not be you at the three-point line, brother. (laughs) You should crab in sometime for a three or two, but don't make it your whole life. Don't make that your whole existence. Talking a little bit about this guard play, between Jaden Taylor, DJ Horn, and Casey Morsell, bit of an off night for all three of them. And yeah. again, I understand this is just game one. I'm not overreacting here. Uh, the three of these guys, they shot a combined 30%. Casey Morsell, the game started to slow down for him a bit in the second half, but the first half for Casey Morsell was a bit, bit rough. I think he was rushing a lot of shots, just mm. wasn't getting good looks, but still was letting it fly anyway. I think he just came out a little bit too erratic in this one, I'd say probably the same for DJ Horn. There's going to be times where without Michael O'Connell on the floor, you're going to need DJ Horn to run the point, but also provide on the offensive end. And so I think you're going to get that from him. I just think it was a bit of an off night. Same goes for Jaden Taylor. Again, just game one observations. I think you will see a lot more consistency from those three, but it is going to be very important that you do see consistency from those three because the front court production is great. But yeah. we know that this team for Keats is going to re- rely heavily on great guard play. Absolutely. And it's hard to tell guys clean things up when it's in practice and they're watching in practice and they're just, oh, yeah, I'll get it on game day. I'll get it on game day. Now you can pull up the film and say, hey, brother, you didn't get it on game day. We're watching you live in real time. You didn't get it on game day. So now when we practice and everything we do, got to do it the right way. Got to do it at a championship level. A couple things to watch for, I would say, moving forward. One would be rebounding. You know, I mentioned Modiara had 14 of them. The rest of it was pretty spread out amongst everyone else. Um, I think I'd like to see Ben Middlebrooks be a little bit more physical in pulling in some of these boards. DJ Horn, actually, for a guy his size, I think he rebounds pretty well. He'll, he'll get pretty yeah. physical to pull down a board. But the the team rebounding is going to need to step it up a notch from here on out. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in just a little bit too. But my last kind of takeaway here, the the perimeter shooting for this team is another thing to keep an eye on. And I think, you know, again, Casey Morsell wasn't exactly on tonight. And you will see times where he is on and he'll give you five or six threes. But on nights that he's off, you're going to need somebody like a DJ Horn or a Jaden Taylor 
maybe you get Mo DR to hit a couple for you, but if if you can't rely on Casey in some instances, you're going to need consistent three-point shooting from someone else. And so you saw a little bit tonight when we struggle, that could be a point of concern moving forward. But I mean, overall, I, I do think it's a solid win. I, I do think you probably got to look at some of the best rotations. The starting five was the exact starting five I thought would make the most sense. So that was nice to see. Um, but again, you think about sprinkling in an MJ Rice into the equation here in the next couple of weeks, a whole nother dog to let loose out of this dog pound. And you talk, we talk so much about the depth. It was, it was very apparent what this depth means to this team. You could see it uh, Monday night against the Citadel. Being able to rotate these guys in freely and trust that they can provide both offense and defense for you. Again, it will be a, a continued work in progress. You're going to run into some growing pains. You could see some of that tonight. But all in all, happy with the start. We're 1-0, of course. That's all that matters. A lot to work on moving forward, but I did see a lot of good things to take away as well. Yeah, at the end of the day, a win is a win. A win is a win. And everybody ain't able, you know, we're watching some teams right now that are supposed to be a lot better than us struggle with teams that are supposed to be a lot worse than Citadel. So Coming up next, we're going to have a whole lot of nothing or a whole lot of something. Now, half of this will be basketball and half of this will be football as we're going to transition back into football talk here later in the show. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's right, $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. With NC State basketball getting started, get in on the fun at FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season, continue with the college football season, and fire up the college basketball season as well with FanDuel. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Back with our regularly scheduled Tuesday programming. Whole lot of nothing, whole lot of something, as I just mentioned. We're going to have four of these this week. Two will be basketball and two will be football. We'll start on the basketball end here. NC State was a 20 and a half point favorite against the Citadel. Obviously did not cover with the score being 72 to 59. Is this a whole lot of nothing or a whole lot of something? whole lot of nothing. I mean, I know some people are going to say, Good teams win, great teams cover. Listen, knock it off. Some of these lines are just, I'll tell you this, without any game film, a lot of these lines are arbitrarily created, okay? Like, let's let's just be very honest about it. This is a team that is gelling together instantly without some key pieces. They'll be just fine. Whole lot of nothing. Yeah, I mean, with the early growing pains we just kind of mentioned, they could have very easily covered this spread. I think the growing pains ultimately held them back with a couple of lapses on the defensive end. 
some lazy fouls. I think that's another thing uh, to yeah. be discussing moving forward as well. But I'm not at all concerned with not covering the first game of the season with so much meat left on the bone. So I agree. Whole lot of nothing. But next one here, you got out-rebounded by the Citadel 39-38. to 38. Whole lot of nothing, whole lot of something. Whole lot of something. Whole lot of something because somebody not named Mo Diar needs to step up and, and crash the boards. And in Keats' system, rebounding is a team effort. It's yeah. never like, oh, the guards can't do it. You know, the guards are responsible for getting back right away. That's not the case. So they need to – everybody needs to be crashing the board. Everybody needs to be doing what they need to do to end the possession and get it going in the other direction. Yeah, I remember last year when Dusan Mahorchich went down, the conversations were immediately, oh, God, like what are we going to do in terms of board? I remember I was impressed with what a team effort we saw put forward from that point on with Jack Clark, with DJ Burns, with even Terquavion and Jarkel pulling down as many boards as they can. It shouldn't have to take an injury for this team to already get that message for this year. It's going to take a lot more than Mo Diara to pull 14 boards that needs to be more spread out. And yes, Mo Diara finished with a double-double in his first game as an NC State Wolfpacker. That's fantastic. But I would like to see a lot more from, again, from guys like Ben Middlebrooks, from guys like maybe even DJ Burns at some point. But you cannot allow the Citadel to out-rebound you regardless of circumstance. You can't allow that to happen. Yeah, I thousand percent agree. And if I'll tell you this much, if the rebounding problems persist, you may even have to go to Ernest Ross yeah. a little bit in terms of the energy guy who, you know, that's kind of his specialty. I'm not saying he's exactly Dennis Rodman, but a similar role to what he was at times in terms of like, hey, we need you to bring us energy. We need you to go get rebounds. Board man gets paid. Now go get paid, brother. Now walk with us across the street here over at Carter Finley. We're switching gears into football mode. Whole lot of nothing, whole lot of something. Through his four games this year, MJ Morris has thrown five interceptions. Whole lot of nothing, whole lot of something. I'm going to say whole lot of nothing. Or actually, no, I'll say this. Whole lot of something in a positive direction. Because this is him learning. This is him seeing these things. And also, this is the team around him seeing what's happening and seeing what's going on. If you talk about the interception where Cam Kitchens uh, caught it, number one, that's one of the best safeties in America. But number two, he's getting absolutely drilled. He's getting absolutely drilled. And you know why that's happening? Because we can't run the ball effectively. Because we can't do what we need to do effectively to stay ahead of the chance to where we don't have to run that type of play and say, oh, we're going to surprise him on first down by throwing it deep. We can just say, you know what? We'll run the ball. We trust that we're going to get five, six, seven, whatever the case may be. So, you know, it's, it's a whole lot of nothing, or it's a whole lot of something in the positive aspect because he's learning from the terrible passes and even the ones that aren't going his way. That's like, hey, he made the right read, made the right throw, just didn't go his way. Good. He's learned to keep his composure. He's learned to fix his body length. He's learning from these experiences. I will go with a whole lot of nothing on this one, mainly because we're still winning the game. If these interceptions were detrimental to that, then yeah, obviously I'd be leaning the other direction here. But a lot of what you were talking about there, Kenton, some of these picks are are learning moments for MJ. And, you know, some of these throws, he's either just got to get rid of it, whether it's out of bounds or to the receiver a little bit quicker. And again, that's okay sometimes. He's still learning. These, these type of things are going to happen with a young quarterback. And so for me, it's a whole lot of nothing. I do think, you know, we, not to harp on them too much, but some of the struggles with the offensive line have also influenced some of these bad throws. Yeah. But... 
it's a whole lot of nothing for me. He's going to learn from this. He's going to grow from this. And and of course, we're still winning the ball games, and so can't really complain about that a whole lot. Last one here. Our leading rusher for this Miami win was none other than Brennan Armstrong. Whole lot of nothing, whole lot of something. Whole lot of something. Let Anai cook. Whole lot of something. Anai is back there making the the sweetest chicken and waffles you've ever had. You know, I saw him at Dames earlier in the day, actually. Uh, it's a fun, fun fact. I really did see Robert and I and, and some of the other coaches in uh, Dames while I was eating there with my frat brothers. But I'm going to tell you this. Let that man cook. Let that man cook. Do, do you realize on the on the um, I want to say it was the throw that started the 97 yard drive, like the one that really got it going. All of those motions got MJ back to quarterback. And it seemed like the defense was not fully prepared and aware that like, oh, he's back under center. Listen, whole lot of something. You know what I mean? Like let an eye cook. He's doing great things out there. Let him do his thing. Yeah, I mean, let an eye cook could be the only thing that really needs to be said here, but I do find it so interesting, and we talk a lot about the ways in which he's getting uh, Kevin Concepcion the ball. Finding a way to make Brennan Armstrong a weapon in this game is fascinating to me. And yeah. we've talked about some of the some of the offensive struggles we've had are well documented, and because of that, you're going to have to get overly creative in an effort to mask some of those issues. You do that by introducing Brennan Armstrong to be your leading rusher, you bring Brennan in the game and you know what's coming. And he was still effective against Miami. The schemes that Anai has been drawing up, we've talked about it. I don't think he's getting enough recognition, at least nowhere near the recognition that he should be getting. He is doing his job at a high level, despite what a lot of folks are saying online, despite what the scoreboard has said these last couple weeks. Robert Anai is busting it to try and get some offensive production here. So hats yeah. off. This is a whole lot of something. We're going to round this thing out with Kenton's locked on look of the week. Certainly going to want to stick around for this one as it might be his best work yet. He keeps outdoing himself on these things. So we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Our second sponsor of the day is game time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They have deals right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. It is simply the place to find deals on last-minute seats. If you're in the market and you're trying to make the trip out to Winston-Salem this weekend to watch NC State break the curse... They're going to beat Wake Forest. You need to get on to game time. And with the game time guarantee, you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less on another site, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and use redeem code Locked on college, L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Last portion of our Tuesday episode. And if you stuck with us, you're in for a good one. Here comes Kenton's locked on look of the week. Maestro. Grayson, give me my darn theme music, please. Now, folks. 
the first thing that we always do is we look at the play that NC State is running, right? So we're running a bluff of a dog, a little bit of a twist up front, um, end over tackle. And uh, behind that, we've got cover four going. Now, here's what Tyler Van Dyke is seeing. He's seeing two high safeties, which means generally one of two to three things. You think you need to cover four, cover two, or cover six. Now, in this current situation where you see um, two guys that are as far removed from the line of scrimmage as they are. Oh, the other thing it could be potentially because the, the formation is two by two and you've got two high safeties, it could be man, but you're also looking at how deep that safety is playing and the fact that he's already backpedaling the safety to the short side of the field. And so you see, or you think rather, hey, this has got to be a zone. Now, I want you all to pay attention to something. Everybody has a fourth of the field. Okay, every single person has a fourth of the field. That's why it's called cover four or quarters, because you break the field up into quarters. And that's what everybody takes. Now, Aiden White has the furthest outside corner or quarter. And the biggest rule of quarters is basically the same rule as cover three. Same rule as if you're the deep safety and cover two. Do not let anybody get behind you. Right. This is not Sunday school. This is not I told Satan get thee behind. Not that. Because if anybody is behind you, there is a very, very serious problem. However, in the words of Doughboy's Cash Out, chances make champions, homie, plus the stuff pays. Now, let's look at what Miami has rolling next. So what Miami did, because Gibson brings dogs as often as he does. And because those dogs get home, let's just be honest, right? If you're bad at blitzing, nobody really has to respect it. We can block your six with our five. You don't know what you're doing. But because Miami had to respect it, what they drew up on this third down was a seven-man protection. Now, Grayson, I want you to do some math for me. Seven men in the protection plus one quarterback. How many people are running a route? Three. You got three. You got three players running a route. And against this cover four bluff, we've dropped eight. So in essence, everything to the inside is going to be double, going to be bracketed, going to have guys all over the place. So your real only look is to the outside. And watch Aiden White, this sly dog, this sneaky fox him, this the position that he's in right here. So for those of you listening over um, – over any type of podcast where you can't see me, where you're not watching this on YouTube. Aiden White is sitting in the squat position, redirecting this receiver, and he, the receiver is getting behind him, and his hips are pointed toward the line of scrimmage. That is an instant read for the quarterback of cover two. That's what Tyler Van Dyke thinks he's seeing. He thinks he's seeing this, the will, which is Peyton Wilson, carry the second man inside up until he um, goes to the inside, at which point the mic in the deep middle hold, which I believe is Caden Fordham, will take him. The only problem is Aiden White is a liar. He's a dishonest man. He's a sneak. He he got him. Because, again, this is cover four. He has the deep fourth of the field. So, technically, this is losing position. Honestly and truly, if this is any other corner, if this is a corner with lesser talent, this is a losing position. Because your hips are pointed toward the line of scrimmage. The receiver is running away from the line of scrimmage, and you're not supposed to let him behind you. But Aiden White knew. He said, don't worry about it. I've turned TVD into a the greatest ever chef at a bakery because he's going to give me that turnover. 
He's going to give you the turnover that I like. The line, so for those of you who are listening and not watching, there is a line, a dotted line that is going into a green and yellow circle or green and orange circle. The green and orange circle represents where this ball needs to be for Tyler Van Dyke to throw a touchdown because Aiden White, by all intents and purposes, is beat on this play more or less. He is, quote unquote, beat if they're running cover four because he's let his man get behind him and there's plenty of space between uh, Aiden White and that back line of the end zone. So you never want to see that. But Tyler Van Dyke does not get the ball where it needs to go. So the line that is solid, for those of you watching on YouTube, that's where the ball actually went. The dotted line that diverges is where where Tyler Van Dyke wanted the ball to go, which is right over Aiden White's outstretched hands. Aiden White gets the interception. And what do we get? A little you down. A little, hey, Canes, don't go away mad. Just go away from the best corner in all the country, Aiden White. And that is how the pick came out of bluffing cover two when they were really in cover four. Aiden White is a bad man. You got to be bad to try that. You got to be Michael Jackson bad to get away with it and come away with a pick. And he did it. So I guess he could hit his thriller dance whenever he wants to. A lot to learn for many of us, myself included. So I, I thoroughly enjoy these each and every week. That'll do it for us here on Tuesday. We had a season opening win for men's basketball. Hopefully the first of many this year, as it is Keats's most important year of his tenure thus far. Wrapping up our win against Miami again. Big win, big time show out from the defense. Looking forward to taking that into Winston-Salem this weekend. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to begin to preview Wake Forest, look into what they've been doing up to this point so far and what to expect when we roll into town this Saturday. As always, thank you for the support. Be sure to comment, like, and subscribe. Get your comments in the comment box so we have plenty to pick from on Fan Friday. We will see you all tomorrow. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.